Hello, this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our quick form podcast where we'll talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we'll talk to real estate professionals to learn what they have done that have allowed them to be better than they were yesterday. Please enjoy our podcast. Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. And this is our podcast where we talk to Windermere agents who are bringing creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. And in this episode, I'm so excited because I'm talking to Lisa Peterson. Lisa, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Um, And so for our listeners, Lisa, real quick, I'm just going to give a little background. So I met Lisa in uh, April of 2022. When you took a ninja installation from us, and I believe that was in Vancouver, Washington, if I'm correct, right? Yep. Yeah. It was. Yep. And we met, and at that time, uh, you you'd already been in real estate since 2017 uh, in the Maple Valley Four Corners area. And for those of you listening to our podcast that maybe aren't from the Northwest, uh, Lisa, give us kind of geographical location of where you where you do business. Um, so my office is about 45 minutes outside of Seattle, about southeast of Seattle, a um, little more rural area out there. It's really, really pretty. You actually can see Mount Rainier better than we can. Yes, we can. We have a great view of it from there. And we've <laughs> got woods and lots of trails and hiking, and but also lots of amenities. It's a fantastic area. Yeah, a great area. And then, um, and then, and then you uh, decided that coaching was going to be something that you wanted to take advantage of through our Windermere coaching program. And you started coaching with Stevie. Um, and you've been coaching with her. We were just joking because it's been uh, a year now. Yeah, I didn't realize it till you asked me, but it has been a year since I started working with Stevie. So we're having our one year anniversary. Yeah, I'm going to let her know that just so you know. Yeah. Let her know that she forgot to, to, you know, celebrate our anniversary. So. Yeah, she'll probably hear this. She'll hear this. <laughs> she'll hear this podcast. Um and so uh, a lot of strategies going on, but you've had some, you've had some great success. And I think the reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast is because as we've been uh, going through this current market, there are some agents out there that are a little bit stressed, I would say, or concerned because things, you know, they, they feel like things have slowed down when actually we call them normalizing. Um, and, you know, in this business, it's very cyclical, but you've been having some great success. And one of the things we coach agents on is how to find listings and getting listings. And in fact, this whole last month, we dedicated it to open houses on our path call that we do every, uh, every Thursday at 10. And, uh, you know, you were just over actually at the house with your, uh, with your, with Jared, who is now your new, your new husband, right? Mm-hmm. Recently yep. married. Congratulations. And, Thanks. uh, you were just explaining to me, you know, at dinner about just your process. And I thought, wow, you know, this would be really something that a lot of our listeners could learn from of what you do. And so I just thought it'd be a good idea for us just to kind of go through, you know, because you're getting, you're getting business from it. 
just to talk us through kind of your process that you use when it comes to open houses and how you work the neighborhood around them. I mean, just kind of walk me through that a little bit. I'd love to learn more about what you're doing because it's really giving you a lot of success. Sure. Yeah. So I've been, it's something I've been working on. It didn't all happen overnight where I started implementing all these things. It's definitely been kind of like a year or two year long process where I would add another layer and get another idea and add another layer. And then Stevie definitely helped me uh, over the last few months by giving me some more ideas of just upping my game even more mm-hmm. uh, to get more listings. And I, I do love my listings. My business does tend to be a little listing heavy because I just, I like doing listings. They're really fun for me. I like presenting homes and making them look their best and working with sellers. It's really fun. Um, and I had the same thing that a lot of other agents have right now where they're worry you know early of the year worried about where's my business going to come from this year i've got a good sphere and database going but it seems like a lot of them were kind of hanging where they're at and weren't wanting to make a move or you know they were several months out if they were going to so i wanted to inject more people into my sphere and more um people that are moving soon and so open houses has been a fantastic way to do that. I, and I do them with not only my listings, but um, if I don't have an upcoming listing that I'm excited about in a neighborhood that I really want to do my leveraging, I will uh, grab a listing or an open house that's a listing out of my office mm-hmm. um, from another agent and I'll leverage that one and leverage that open house to get me business. And I, it has worked well. I actually, I have a listing that just came on the market a couple that just came on the market the other day and i am going to be doing all of this leveraging that i'm doing tomorrow for one of those so it's very fortuitous that we're talking about this right now because it's kind of my project today is to prep for it um (laughs) and the those clients they're awesome and they're selling and they're buying so i'm getting to do two sides with them and i picked them up from an open house just a couple months ago from a listing that isn't mine it's out of my office but I did this whole leveraging protocol with that listing and it worked really well. And now I've got more clients out of it and I'm hoping to leverage this into even more clients in that neighborhood coming up soon. Well, and, and I think, and I want to bring up a good point too, because I think a lot of times it's all, it's all about perspective and, and we coach to this a lot is that, you know, a lot of times agents, what they do is they say, well, I'm getting an open house because I'm going to sit at the open house and I'm going to find buyers. But the idea is that, when you're in an open house, it's not just the people coming in that are buyers potentially, but it's also what are you doing when you're there? Because when you're there, people are understanding the value you bring while you're there and how much information you know about what's going on with that home in that neighborhood. And you're you're kind of it's kind of like a job interview if you really think about it, because people remember that. And then either their neighbors that are in the area and they go, wow, you know, did you notice how she conducted herself at that open house? We maybe want to sell and she'd be a great person to list our home. And so I think um, you've got to have a different perspective and think about when you're conducting yourself in an open house, it's not just about buyers. It's not just about, you know, maybe getting a transaction, finding a buyer that's going to write an offer on that house, or you're going to be the listing agent who finds a buyer and gets the home sold. But it's really about getting more, like you just said, getting more clients that you add to your database. 
Exactly. And that's my feedback when I go through all of these things that I do has just been amazing from all the neighbors that I meet with or talk to. The feedback's amazing. And obviously I pick up clients, you know, from people that come through the open house. But it is, like you said, I'm not at all focused on trying to just sit there and hope that magic person comes through that loves that house and wants to write an offer and just happens to be ready to buy but doesn't have an agent. That's not why I'm there. Um, And especially when it's my listing, I'm definitely not there for that because I'm not going to help them if they want to buy that house. I'm going to refer them to somebody. Um, I want to hold it open because it does help my seller to have more people come through. Um, But I'm not looking for that magic fire. I'm looking for future clients that are going to be maybe their neighbors that are going to sell or I'm looking for people that come through like the listing I have right now that are ready to move and they're kind of just in that preliminary stages. So I'm going to scoop them up before they've got anybody else they're working with. Exactly. Exactly. So kind of walk me through. So you know, talk me through kind of the, the, the processes and the kind of the checklist you go through uh, that has been giving you some of the success. Sure. So I have a couple different processes. One is aimed at the neighbors of the home that I'm holding the open house, house at. And the other one is aimed at the people that come through the open house. Um, so I'll start with just the one that I do for the neighbors because that's the one that I you know, implement first. Mm-hmm. But with that, I so before I do the open house, when I've got everything scheduled and I'm starting my advertising, I pull up all the neighbors from around the home and I pick a selection of neighbors that I want to come talk to. And usually around 10 to 20, depending on the neighborhood, depending on how walkable it is, but just a lot of different factors, kind of how excited I am about it sometimes can come into play. Um, right. I might go for 20 if I'm really excited about that neighborhood. <laughs> um, and so I pull up all these different homes. I also, I'm trying to add value for these different sellers and give them an idea of what's going on in the neighborhood. So I find that people that just bought recently in the last couple of years, they're more aware of what's going on in the market. So I'm not really trying to target them. I'm trying to target people that have been in the home for a long time and probably have no idea, you know, the facts of what's going on with the real estate market. I want to add value to them because they're the ones that really will appreciate it and need it more. And so I pick my selection of homes and I go through and I actually make full real estate reviews for each of those homes. And my real estate reviews are pretty hefty. Uh, I've taken your... Um, layout that you have for your real estate review or the template rather. And I've added a lot of other information, some branded stuff in there. And I I really love my real estate reviews. They add a lot of value and they're very personalized each home. I even have a cool cover page that I do for each house that has a kind of artistic rendering of Mm -hmm. their home, because I found that when I do that, they have more staying power on their coffee table when it's got a pretty picture of their house. Exactly. And so I make a real estate review for each of those neighbors that I've chosen. And then I also put in there a handwritten note because I'm going to go door knock to each of the neighbors, but sometimes people aren't home. So I want to leave a little note in there to kind of explain who I am and why I'm dropping this off. And then I do those. Plus I also have cookies, (laughs) little individually wrapped cookies. I love that. For each neighbor also just to kind of, you know, make it a little more fun and a little more relaxed. And so I get all of this together. I have a whole packet of stuff and I sounds like a lot, but it actually doesn't take me too long. It's something it's what I'm doing this afternoon is I'm going to do 20 of them for the open house I'm doing tomorrow. So it's not as time consuming as it sounds. Right. Um, so I get all of that together and then I schedule my open house for usually the afternoon 
on Saturday and before the open house, so maybe one or two hours before I go door knock to all the neighbors and drop off all that information for them and introduce myself. I've got a whole kind of little spiel I'll go through and try to build some rapport. If some people want to chat with me, I'll talk to them a little bit longer and invite them to my open house to come in afterwards. And, and on those, on those door knocking, I mean, you're obviously dropping off an item of value. Is there, is there kind of a script you found that works well in terms of greeting them? Or I mean, kind of walk us through kind of what you say. Yeah. So there's definitely, so door knocking for me is not natural. It's definitely <laughs> something I had to learn. Uh, it scared the hell out of me when I right. started doing it. And it's still not super comfortable, but it's getting better each time. Um, and I have found, you know, obviously when somebody comes to the door, they there is that kind of guarded moment when they open the door and you can kind of see it in their body language they're like what do you want what they're you like like okay me? who are you yeah right. and they immediately know you're trying to sell them something or think you're trying to sell them something and so i'm trying to get past that and as soon as i get past that and then it, it's much easier and so what i found is once they open the door first thing i say is hi i'm lisa peterson i just listed your neighbor's house and i'll point to the neighbor and the sign there Right. And I wanted to come by and introduce myself so you guys could associate a face with the name on the sign. And I come bearing gifts. <laughs> and then I hand out the book and I tell them, you know, I made you guys this custom home book. It's all about your house and the neighborhood and what's going on here. It's just something I do for all of my listings to kind of bring value to all the neighbors in the area. And then I also brought cookies because everybody loves cookies. <laughs> So I try to keep it really light. And I've noticed that as soon as I tell them, hi, I'm Lisa Peterson. I just listed your neighbor's house. I, you can see them visibly relax and like the wall come down a little bit because right. they know I'm not trying to sell them anything. They're like, uh, immediately. Oh, okay, this is good. And there is just a little bit of that. I'm not a stranger anymore, um, yes. even though it's a very you know generic thing, but they've seen my name up there. Their neighbors have hired me. So obviously I'm not some weirdo that just wandered in. Um, so it just immediately, I become just slightly familiar and they know I'm not trying to sell them anything. And it's very relaxed after that. And some people, they, you know, all of the responses are always positive. Everybody's like, oh, that's really nice of you. Thank you. And then they look through the book, you know, while I'm standing there sometimes and they think it's impressive that I put together all that information. Some people very much just that you can tell they don't really want to chat. It's their Saturday at 11 o'clock and maybe they're still in their pajamas. Um, right. And so I just, I don't try to push it. I very much just, if they want to go, I let them go. I do mention that I'm about to hold an open house and I'd love to have them come by if they're curious to see what the inside of their neighbor's house looks like. Cause I'm always curious um, and always invite them. And then some people want to chat. And so I'll sit and chat with them for a while and build rapport, but it always goes really well. Uh, so I have to keep reminding myself that when I feel a little nervous about it. <laughs> right. Well, and, and I love that too, that you're, you know, you're offering something up and now let's talk about this. Cause I know this did happen to you. Cause Stevie actually said, uh, that she was having a call with you. Is that, uh, have you ever got somebody who's like, kind of like standoffish or like, I don't want this or, you know, you, I mean, have, has that happened to you? So not exactly that. I had one person who he was, he had the same thing. He was very guarded. And then when I explained what I was doing there, he was like, oh, you're not trying to sell me anything. I'm like, nope, just trying to sell your neighbor's house. I'm not trying to sell you anything. Right. And he took the real estate review and he was like, okay, thank you. And then he wanted to go. So he left. Um, and then afterwards, uh, weeks later, he 
called oh because I had him in my autoflow and he said oh take me off your autoflow um but that was it that was the only bad response I've had everybody else is no one's told me to get off their porch <laughs> right. or um, stick their dogs on me um because you know I'm dressed nice and I have presents for them and I don't want anything from them and that's the big thing is <clears throat> I'm not there to get anything from them I'm just there to add value to them and I very much come at it from that mindset well, and, and here's the other thing that I, I always point out to uh, with my coaching clients is I say, you know what, if if you get somebody that's really uh, standoffish or just not kind, that's all about them. And by the way, those are people that I don't want to I don't want to do business with anyways. And it's yeah. and it's a great indicator for me to go. Yep. Good. Checking them off my list because that wouldn't be any fun. Um, you know, and, uh, if people are upset about stuff, you know, those are the individuals where I don't want to put any energy into that and, uh, I'll move on. But what's interesting is that, you know, doing the door knocking and doing that, that's the only way you find that out. Yeah, it is a hundred percent. It's better to know sooner rather than later. Than yeah, exactly. Exactly. So trying to market to that person only to find out that they're a jerk. <laughs> So, so you do that, right? So, so you do that and then, and then do you get, and then tell me this, I mean, what's been your experience of them once they have that prop review of them showing up at the open house or engaging with you in that way? It's actually pretty good. So as far as I'd say people opening doors, I get 50 to 75% that open the door. Um, a hundred percent of them take the real estate review from me at the time. Nobody like refuses to grab it from me when I hand it to them. Right. Um, I'd say probably about 15, 20% will come to the open house afterwards and come visit me. But then I get good feedback afterwards and a lot of response. I've gotten, oh, I don't know, um, probably six or seven listings in the last year from doing this, um, which is really good. And really good. I've also picked up other people that are now on my hot list. Uh, like there was one that I just listed a it just closed last week and I did all of this for that neighborhood and several of the neighbors were super excited about what I did. They gave me fantastic feedback. One, he wasn't home when I stopped by. So I just left everything for him and right. he came to the open house and he was just driving by and I was out front setting up my signs and he rolled down his window. And he said, Oh, are you Lisa Peterson? I said, yeah. But he's like, Oh, I live down there. I missed you. I'm like, Oh yeah. Sorry. I missed you. Did you get the information? He's like, that was fantastic. I love that. That was so cool that you put that together. It was super helpful. He's like, I'm going to move in probably three months. I'm going to give you a call because I just love what you did. And so I get feedback like that. I have the neighbors tell my clients, the sellers, um, Oh, your agent came by. She's amazing. We really loved her. We're really impressed with her. So yeah, the feedback's fantastic. And the actual transactions I get from it too. Responses well, are great. And I, and I love that. And what I want our listeners to hear, so I'll give you an example. So, um, you know, in my neighborhood, uh, you know, uh, there was a home listed recently in my neighborhood and, um, you know, the home, well, the home was listed, the sign went up in the yard. There's a, for sale, there's a sold sign on it now, but there was no involvement or engagement with any of the neighbors. Um, mm -hmm from the agent that was hosting it because it just, I, I, I mean, it just wasn't part of their process. And so it was, in, in my opinion, a, a huge missed opportunity for what you just talked about. First missed opportunity is every neighbor, when a sign goes up, and let's be honest, when a sign goes up in a neighborhood, all the neighbors want to know, what's the, what's the price of the house? Mm -hmm, exactly. I, they just want to know that. I mean, <clears throat> they want to know, know that. 
Yeah. yeah. And they want to know how it compares to their home too. Cause that's the big thing. I always tell people when you're marketing, people don't care about what you've done. They don't care what you've sold or, you know, how well you did, but they want to know how it affects them. Yes. <laughs> what does Exa it mean for them? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so opportunity one right there, right? So you, you, you solve that opportunity by door knocking and saying, Hey, by the way, we're, we have this home listed and here's a, uh, here's an evaluation of your home based on, you know, what's going on in the marketplace. And I'd love to see it come by. Um, and then the other thing, and, and we'll get to this because it's in your process is then when the home, you know, after the open house and they're wondering, oh, I wonder if it's sold, you know, mm -hmm. so did it go under contract? Hey, guess what, guys? It went under contract. Maybe we should let the neighbors know. And uh, the beauty of it is it went under contract in, let's say, 10 days. And by the way, we had 12 offers, which means there's still 11 people interested in this neighborhood. Exactly. Yep. So I do the just listed pending and sold postcards to the whole mm -hmm. neighborhood not just the people I go visit. Um, but then after my open house, I will do a handwritten note to each of those people that I did visit and send it out Monday morning, right after the weekend and let them know, hey, thank you so much for letting me stop by. For if I did chat with them and I built some rapport, I might put in a little personal note about something that we talked about or just you know thank them for being very gracious when they open the door. I'll also thank them for putting up with the extra traffic that we brought through with our open houses. You know, so thanks for being patient with all this extra traffic that I brought through. And I'll kind of just give them a little teaser of, oh yeah, we had, because we usually won't be pending by the time I send this, but I'll tell them, oh, we had this many people come through our open houses and everybody loved your neighborhood. They had fantastic things to say about the area and all the homes, or somebody made a comment about how your home was really beautiful. And so I send everybody a handwritten note afterwards, and then they get my pending postcard after we go pending too, and my sold postcard. I love that. I love that. And that and that's and that's just a great way, right, to educate them. And then think about all the touches that you've now had. Yeah, a lot at that point. And so it really, and then once I've had all these different touches with them and kept them in the loop and they're very aware with me and a lot of them have met me at this point. And so then I put them in my auto flow and they're getting, you know, my two postcards a month from me, but I've already built up a lot of rapport at this point that it's not just junk mail to them because they know me, they know my face, they've talked to me, they've gotten a couple of handwritten notes from me. So it definitely has a lot more value at that point to add them to my database. And and here's and here's been my experience, and you can let me know if this has been your experience too. Is that I find that a very very small percentage of agents do this with open houses. Very very small. Um, I know out of my office, I'm the only one who's doing it, and I keep telling everybody to do it, and it works, but they just don't. And I haven't seen anybody do anything to this level in my neighborhood, or you know, yeah. very very small percentage. Yeah, very small percentage. I, I'm just thinking about where I live uh, and the homes that I noticed. In fact, I just saw just this morning um, on my walk, uh, there's a new home that just went up and it it's Redfin. Redfin has a listing and it's a premier listing now. And mm -hmm. here's my question. I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to see if they do anything. And what I'll find is nothing will happen. Um, yeah. They will not leverage it. They, In fact, the other thing that just makes me kind of crazy too is that I walk past the signage and there's no... There's no information where I can uh, QR code that I can scan or anything that I can find out more that would educate me on, you know, anything about the home. I mean, even like a Matterport walkthrough or to be, because my question is, wow, it's a, it's a premier property. I wonder what it looks like inside. So I'm walking past the house with interest and yet they're not taking advantage of my bill of, of being able to satisfy that interest. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a missed opportunity for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so just so what's been so in doing this, I mean, your business has been going going well, uh, kind of fill me in a little bit on, on how this has been benefiting you. It's really been benefiting me. So obviously, now I'm doing a lot more. I wasn't doing the real estate review door knocking until just this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've already picked up a couple clients. And then I have a few more that I've added to my hot list this summer. Uh, so I've, I've gotten a huge turnout from it. But then even without doing that, just doing before I would go door knock and just do invitations to all the neighbors to invite them to the open house. And I did my just listed, just pending and just sold. Uh, even that had been huge for me too, just leveraging the simple things. Uh, right. The last couple of years, there's a couple neighborhoods that I got a listing in that I really liked the neighborhood. So I leveraged it and I did all these things. And now those neighborhoods, I sell uh, anywhere from 50 to 100% of the homes that sell in those areas. When they do go on the market, they use me for the most mm-hmm. part because I am the preferred uh, realtor for that neighborhood because I've done these things and I've made myself a presence there. And right. every time I get another listing, I do everything all over again so I can continue that presence and build it even more. And so I'll never give up those neighborhoods. I'll always keep them in there and I'll always keep doing these things and just kind of taking over them. So it's been great for me and my business for sure. I've lost count of the number of transactions and sides that I've had over the last few years because of these things. And, and, you know, and, and one thing I want the listeners to hear, so a lot of times what we'll run into, uh, you know, when we're talking about this and people aren't coaching with us, so we're not having these conversations, but they're just hearing maybe on the podcast or they're, maybe they're in a class. Like I just, I just taught an open house class yesterday at our Edmonds office for Windermere and, um, you know, great, great students are in there, but some people look at this, go, man, this sure seems like a lot of stuff. So <laughs> let's get people's perspective. So you recently got married. Um, you're in between homes right now. And uh, how many, tell me again, how many dogs you have? <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. We have five dogs. <laughs> yeah, but, well, so hey, you know what? Just dog lovers. Publicizing. Yeah, thanks yeah. for publicizing that I'm a crazy dog person. <laughs> awesome. Hey, you know what? It's genuine and real. It's, it's, it's how, we, <laughs> how we are on this podcast. But, but here's my point is that you've got, a, you've got a lot of stuff happening in your life right now, yet you're still able to make this stuff happen. Yeah, I, my life is probably the most chaotic it's ever been right at this moment, because like you said, just everything going on and we are fixing up two homes simultaneously to move into one and to sell one. Um, and so there's a lot going on. But no, it, this, it isn't as time consuming as it sounds. It's, you know, I put my listing, I, like I said, I'm doing one of these whole processes this weekend and I put the home on the market on Wednesday scheduled my open house for this afternoon I haven't really I mean I've done my marketing and everything and then this afternoon I'm gonna I blocked out three hours I'm gonna sit down I'm gonna prep my cookies I'm gonna prep all my real estate reviews for my door knocking so you know I'm getting a nice chunk of time this afternoon on this but I already knew that was gonna happen so I set it aside and time blocked it. And then, yeah, I'm doing my open house tomorrow and I'll be there an hour and a half before my open house to go door knock. And that's it. And then on Monday, I'll, for my morning routine and for my handwritten notes, I'll write 20 handwritten notes, which sounds like a lot, but it goes by pretty quick. You know, it just needs a little extra time that one morning. And then after that, they go into my auto flow. So it's not that much time for the amount of business you can get from it. It's a great return. It is, exactly. Well, and here's the thing too, you think about that and the time you spend on that. 
in that amount of time, but that turns into a listing or maybe a listing in a buyer or a buyer, or it turns into three people to go into your, into your database, that go onto your warm list. You know, what it's doing, it's building future business. And I think oh, exactly. a lot of times um, what we do is uh, people panic and then they don't, they don't do these things because they're, because they go into a state of what I call the, the, the scarcity mindset. Oh my gosh, what if I don't get at this? And what if I don't get that? And all they do is they perpetuate more of that non-business activity versus you're out there making this stuff happen where, you know, you know, next week you wake up and all of a sudden there's two more leads that are coming in. Exactly. And that was my thing at the beginning of the year. When I was seeing all the agents around me, a lot of them were starting to kind of panic or, like you said, get into that scarcity mindset. And I already knew the things to do. You know, I, I knew my Ninja Nine and I knew my listing kind of leveraging that I do. But I, instead of panic, my whole mindset this entire year has been go harder, go bigger, right. go better, do more. While everybody else is freaking out and pulling back, I'm going to do more. And I'm going to leave them all on the desk because I'm just, you know, more handwritten notes, more real estate reviews, more events, more things. And so, yeah, that's why with my listings now, I'm doing all of the door knocking and all these real estate reviews. And it's been huge for me. Um, it's just putting out that extra effort. It's so my, deal. my takeaways from, from this call today is if people are listening, number one is um, get past your fears. Because, mm -hmm. you know, early on you said, hey, door knocking wasn't something I wanted to do. But, you know, it was I, terrifying. I, I got comfortable with it and I'm doing it. Number two is up your game, right? Um, you know, go that extra effort, uh, take that extra step, do some things that other agents aren't doing. Um, and I always relate this to, um, there's a book out there by Seth Godin and it's called The Purple Cow. And um, he just talks about, you know, um, are you remarkable? Are you rememberable? Do you cause people to have surprise and delight? And the reason why he calls it Purple Cow, because if we were going down a road and there was a field and there were a bunch of cows in the field and we were in a car, you'd go, hey, look, there's some cows. I'd say, yeah, there's some cows. But if there was one that was purple, you'd probably pull your car off the right side of the road. <laughs> so I got to get a photo of that. That's a purple cow. That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And his whole point is, is, you know, most people do what's expected or less. It's those people that create that kind of purple cow effect or those people that do things that's highly noticeable. And you even said it where people are like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. We love your agent because they did this or they dropped off this property view or they, were, they, they made us cookies or they came by and they gave us a smile and they were friendly and they weren't trying to get anything from us. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's that level of activity. And when it's done consistently, every single time, when we talk about standardizing, which is what you're doing, you're building this into a process. It's amazing the return that you start having when you do that. And there's a very small percentage of agents that will do this. And here's the big key, and I'm going to say it consistently. Uh, they start yeah. and stop. They start and stop. And the fact that you've got a coach who keeps you on track, I know Stevie does. It's like, hey, are we doing these things? Are we staying consistent? And it's amazing when you do that, how business just starts to happen. Yeah, it's funny that all these things you just said, because so you know how it's the you pick your word of the year or kind of the word that you're going to stick to and last year my word was or my phrase was be extraordinary uh -huh. and yes. so I always ask myself that anytime there's something that I know I should do like I need to go door knock 20 houses but oh that's kind of scary and then I always if I'm on the fence or feeling kind of eh about something I will ask myself what would an extraordinary agent do 
an extraordinary agent would get out there and she'd go, <laughs> she'd go do these exactly. things. It exactly. It answers the question for me. And so this year I switched it to consistently extraordinary. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I upped it a little bit. So don't just be extraordinary, do it consistently. So it's funny that you mentioned that because I'm literally looking at that phrase on my wall right now while we talk. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th I think that's awesome. And, and the other thing I want everybody to hear is that, uh, you know, uh, being extraordinary and going above and beyond and having the level of business, it's not easy, but here's what I know. Anything that's worthwhile, anything that's worth doing is not easy. It requires effort. It requires thinking it through. It requires a mindset to say, you know what, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to do it consistently. But what we do know is that when you put that effort in and you push yourself, the rewards are pretty extraordinary. And, um, and the rewards specifically in our industry are phenomenal because of the ability of the, of the, the kind of income you can make and the kind of lifestyle you can have if you're willing to go out there and number one, get uncomfortable. And number two, you know, push yourself and do hard things. Um, you know, there, there's a big payoff. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, like you said, it's not easy, but it's not really hard work either. So right. it's not so worth doing. <laughs> yeah, it's so worth doing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, well, that's terrific. And, uh, so just on, on a side note, um, so you guys are, you guys are in the process of, of moving. Uh, when do you see all that being, being completed and, and <laughs> your life, your life getting back to some, some sense of normalcy, so to speak? I, I don't have a timeline on that. Um, so <laughs> we are doing something odd because we're selling our finished lovely home and we are moving to one that is, uh, torn down to the studs. And yes, it needs to be. So it's, I call it the half house because it's half finished. And we are living in our trailer outside of the half house in the driveway while we finish the half house. Um, and then once we finish that, then we're going to leverage the equity we, that we have there to start getting back into doing a few flips a year. So I don't think my life will ever, <laughs> I have no timeline on going back to normalcy for the foreseeable yeah. future. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Lisa, yeah. I, so if, if agents wanted to reach out to you to kind of get a better understanding mm -hmm. of what it is that you do or kind of how you do it, what's the best way What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, phone or email. Either one's fine. Call, text, or email. Okay. And what would be the best What would be the best email for you? It's my name, Lisa Peterson at Windermere. Perfect. And then how about a phone number? Phone number is 253-455-455. Six seven six nine. Six seven six nine. And I'll put those, I'll put your email and your uh your number in the show notes. And uh I just want to thank you for taking the time today because it's uh it's these types of phone calls where we talk to agents that are doing these types of things where you inspire other people to do the same thing. Because I can't tell you how many times I've had people listen to our podcast. They say, you know what, that really kicked me in the butt. I'm gonna start doing that. I know I need to be doing it. But now hearing somebody who's actually in the field making this happen just gave me that little extra push. So I'm going to start doing it as well. And then um, my only other question I have for you, because, you know, I've, we've got to do a shameless, uh, a shameless plug about coaching, but how has coaching benefited you in terms of keeping you on track? Oh, it absolutely has. And the main thing, like we talked about the consistency um, and just having somebody who's accountable for me, because I realized when I started coaching that I can't be accountable for myself because I will slack <laughs> on these things. I get all these fantastic ideas and I get really amped up about it. And then either I get too wrapped up in trying to make it perfect. So it just doesn't happen or I do it for a little bit and then life 
kicks in and I decide to, you know, move into a half house and then get sidetracked. And so um, having that person that is always there whenever I need her and then I know we're going to meet twice a month and I'm always honest with her. And if I tell her that I skipped out on all my activities and processes, she's going to, you know, hold, like, give me a hard time about it and kind of be mean to me, which she's told, I've told Stevie, she's supposed to be mean to me. So right. she's allowed to. She's allowed um, to do that. It's part of her uh, process with me. I need her to be mean to me <laughs> when I slack. <laughs> and um, just having that has been great for me. And then if I do have, you know, something I'm struggling with, I can call her and vent to her or get her opinion on it from somebody who's can look at it from an outside perspective and maybe doesn't work with me at my office or, you know, we kind of, it's a little different to get a perspective from somebody else like that. Um, yeah, it's just been helpful for so many ways. And then when I, she was the one who told me, you know, to up my game and start doing the door knocking with the real estate reviews. And then when I got freaked out about door knocking, she was the one that, you know, kicks me in the butt and makes me go do it anyways. And so, right. yeah, it's been incredibly helpful. Yeah. I, I, I love that. And, you know, I would say to our listeners, if, if you're in that space right now where you're thinking about, well, you know, I, I need somebody to hold me accountable. Coaching might be a good avenue for you. So I want to thank you for coaching with us and congratulations on your year with us with coaching. And we are very appreciative of you. And um, so I just want to thank you for that. And uh, you know, I mean, I'm looking outside right now and it looks like today is a pretty amazing day. So do you have any fun plans for the rest of the day in the sun? Well, well you're going to be, you're going to be doing everything with your uh, new listing. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, making 20 real estate reviews. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my, but I'll probably sit outside in the sun with my laptop and do like put them together that way. So I will get to enjoy the outside. Well, that's perfect. For a that's little perfect. Bit. Yeah. Well, well, hey, Lisa, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you've got a lot of stuff going on and uh, I want to say thank you for doing that. Of course. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And for our listeners, like we always do, you know, if coaching is the right thing for you, if you listen to these and say, you know, it's time for me to get on coaching. We do have a coaching company called Winnemer Coaching. You can go to winnemercoaching.com, reach out to us. We'd be happy to talk to you about is coaching right for you and help you do some of the things like Lisa's been doing. Also, guys, le reach out to Lisa. Um, I'll put her email address and her phone number in the show notes. Uh, reach out to her. Uh, I know, Lisa, you're great at sharing and uh, mm -hmm. you love to help other people as well. And then we'll always end these like we always do by saying be awesome and help somebody and to make it a great day. And again, Lisa, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. I'll, we'll talk to you later. Make it a great day. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our Windermere Coaching Minute. We hope you found this content helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. And we'll always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.